0: Time on my Windows clock is 19 minutes past 13, and I've now just started my recording.
1: Oh really? 19 minutes past 13? Mine says 25 minutes past 13. Hold on. That must be Wigan time.
0: Yes! We're six minutes ahead of you. (laughs) Seven minutes even, in the future. (laughs) What's the sunlight like up there? Because I hear that sunlight takes about eight minutes to travel. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're getting the first dibs on heat and the light, mate. Well done. Congratulations to you.
1: <laughs> well, we would do, but here in the future, Arnold Schwarzenegger is blocking the sun. He's just stood there. Oh, how dare you take my sun? This is mine. I need it for my energy for Terminator 6, which they cancelled, but they are going to bring it back. you <laughs>
0: Oh, I've missed Arnie. How long has it been since we did the last podcast? We did the block party one, and that wasn't really us. It weren't two dudes talking. It was like with real people who had real talent that we just recorded. So that went down quite well. But yeah, the the one that we did before that must be hitting about eight months ago now, surely. Yes, it's
1: been quite a long time since the last actual Teletext R podcast recording. Although, we have been active with Teletext Fest panels, and I hope... You enjoyed those. In fact, today, Carl, I was hoping we could talk a little bit about
0: Teletext Fest, A.K.A. Block Party 2016. What do you think? Ah, uh, yeah. Let me just uh, have a glass of water and just rinse the taste of burning BBC B capacitor out out the back of my throat because that's what oh. I remember about it. The uh, computer going up in flames and and then the guy the guy going, oh, that's all right. That that doesn't matter. That happens often.
1: Yeah yes I was panicking oh crap oh crap the centre for computing history is bbc macro its precious bbc macro has gone up in smoke and there literally was a crack like that <laughs> and i thought oh no oh no so i ran over to jason who's the head guy at the cch and said oh the bbc macro the bbc macro has blown up and he calmly walked in and said ah it's all right it's all right isn't one of ours anyway <laughs>
0: Excellent, It yeah. was Julian Brown's BBC Master that he personally brought in. Yeah, it was a chap who just said, oh, that's all right, I just sold her another capacitor in there, that'd be good as gold, and it and it carried on working after it um, got really hot and started smelling a bit. What was it running at the time? It was running something for our Teletext Festival, wasn't it? It was running a piece of
1: software that converts actual MP four video to teletext video. It's a very, very clever piece of software. If you search the internet for VIA Neurotypical, which is a wonderful one minute piece of animation. Basically they filmed things around the house, fun things like chessboards and then converted those to teletext. And it's a wonderful demo scene experimental piece of art, I would say. It uses the same software as Julian
0: brought in to demonstrate. Ah, brilliant. So no wonder the thing blew up. It was doing an awful lot of work, wasn't it? So, uh, yeah, that's, mm. that's ingenious, though, isn't it? It's amazing. And, you know, with a common theme, common theme of Teletext, we haven't quite finished with old technology yet because uh, we've only just realised what you can do with it. So um, the BBC is a case in point. People doing this stuff on it, yeah, you can do it on a PC like that, but at the end of the day, where's the fun in that? There you go, back to the common theme, I guess. Sorry to bring it all back down. (laughs) No, that's okay.
1: I'm, to go off on a tangent, or to address your tangent, I'm a firm believer in this, to try and keep it as realistic and as faithful to the original format as we possibly can. I mean, of course, naturally, for a start, we're creating the Teletext pages on computers. People didn't have these kind of computers back in the 70s and 80s, Obviously, the broadcasters did, but people like you and I, Carl, and the people out there in Teletext land, we didn't have computers that could make Teletext. Except, of course, those BBC micros that had Teletext editors on them. But we didn't have the capacity to upload them to our own Teletext service, which we
0: do now. We have the internet. Yes. It's all for the price of a Domino's pizza, which is unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, it's a Raspberry Pi. The software's free. You just get a a phono lead, bang it into the back of a telly, and away you go. You're you're back up with the Teletext again. Actually, I do want to go on this podcast, the ambling preamble of the News at Ten guy who who clearly had five extra seconds in his schedule, and he went on a personal rant about Teletext. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to come in here somewhere as well. Uh, Yes, some people might remember how slow and awful it was, but a bunch of enthusiasts want to bring it back again. And finally. (laughs) So, yes. And finally, it was incredibly slow and clunky and had almost comical basic graphics. But it was a service much loved by millions. Long before text messaging, Twitter, WhatsApp and even email, there was CFAX, the text-based TV service providing pages of news and sports, cooking, Weather, much, much more. But after 38 years of broadcasting, it was finally turned off in 2012. Now, however, a group of nostalgic, low-tech lovers are planning to give it
2: a new lease of life. An invention is about to turn the ordinary television set into a device that is able to bring you much more than moving pictures in your own home. In the 1970s, this was considered cutting-edge technology, a way to make our TVs smart long before our phones were. You can have up to 50 different displays of information at the touch of a few buttons. The graphics may seem laughable compared to what we're used to now, but that's apparently part of the charm. I think it's the retro appeal of working in the limitations of uh, an old media. Peter Kwan used to work for Teletext as an engineer. Now he's developed Tfax, a new take on an old classic. You can tell a story or or tell sort jokes, of, or wallow in their nostalgia. But the services had their limits. News headlines had to be snappy, restricted to 33 characters, long before the birth of Twitter, and the weather information was patchy too. At its peak, though, Teletext alone had 2.7 million people using it every week. And those who make a living selling a retro technology think it could attract a new audience. A lot of people do want to slow down. They want to be able to just sit there, relax, and be able to absorb the information that's in front of them. But
1: now it's all fly by and this now and do this and do that. Just take
2: it easy. The same can't be said for CFAX, though. Four years in retirement, it seems, was four years too many. Ivor Bennett, News at 10.
1: Well, it's a lot quicker, though, now, Teletext. I've got to say, let's dispel these myths right now. Teletext on the Raspberry Pi is only as quick as your television. And generally, if you've got a quite modern television, it's got a piece of technology inside it called Teletext page caching, which means the Teletext runs instantly in some cases. What happens, you tech guys out there probably know what caching is, page caching, but it basically works like this. You have a basket. The apples fall into the basket, and you can pick out the apple whenever you want it. But you've got to wait a little bit for the apples to fall in, maybe about 20 seconds. So you just sit back, have a cup of tea, and then all the apples, a.k.a. the Teletext pages, are ready for you to read or eat. Sorry, I've confused you massively there, haven't I? I'm hungry. What was that
0: noise? Was that the sound of your head exploding? (laughs) No, that's the sound of my stomach. You talk about apples, and I'm really hungry now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I plugged in the TFAX into the family set as it was then, Uh, I've changed sets now that is now in my son's room the the kids are lucky these days I mean I'd I'd, I'd use a black and white television for my computer now everyone seems to have a flat screen in every room, Uh, I'm not giving you my address by the way but uh, yeah so that's that's quite amazing but yeah we plugged the uh, TFAX into that and it does level 2 really well so I know that Alistair was very Interested in the model number of it because it actually works the level 2 stuff out really well and the caching that you were talking about. Yeah, you can just basically, it just dumps all the data down into the teletext decoder and you can just go back to whatever page you want as and when so that was the only time the teletext chip in my television was ever ever used was to uh, plug the pie really so it was a quite a feat nice to see a few of my pages getting on there as well and nice to see other people really embracing it as well new contributors they're doing a really fine job on there
1: it's actually been such a long time since we recorded the Teletext Star podcast. That lots and lots of stuff has happened in the meantime, and that includes the service Telex going national, appearing in all the national newspapers. Did this happen since the last episode?
0: Uh, we haven't spoken about it. We we did touch upon it in the last one. And I think I said basically what news outlet has Peter Kwan not been on yeah so we did touch upon that but um, even the, it was still resonating for a long time after that and getting a lot of people with uh, the teletext love whether that would be uh, or oh, I love bamboozle to people actually just coming up and going oh how do I set about getting myself a page yeah I think there's another server going up online for the latest block party which we'll talk about in more depth a little bit later on no doubt but I know that Alistair is doing something like that where there's an editor you can actually create your page and upload it to the server straight away. I had a bit of a play with it yesterday and very impressed. So, uh, yeah, there's quite a bit going on. So hopefully it'll get even more accessible.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Alistair Cree, a big, big shout-out to him. He is doing a lot of fantastic work behind the scenes on... Is it
0: a competitor or a successor to Edit.TF? What would you call it? I'd call it its half brother, I think. There's a lot on there that it has in common. There's a few tips and tricks that can be uh, shared. They complement each other, really. actually recording this today the 16th of february 2017 according to mr biffo's calendar the digitizer calendar it's the fa cup final today so yeah that, i'm looking forward to that one yeah really so on, what yeah what, yeah. what? Uh, on his calendar the 16th of february is the fa cup final why <laughs> well because it is what did we have february the second it's over here Roldol's exhumation <laughs> well, who's playing in the fa cup final today then well, I don't know. We'll have to ask Biff next time we see him. But the FA Cup final today, the twenty seventh of February, is Pie Easter or oh, Pre Easter, Pre Easter. Damn my eyes! Raspberry Pi Easter. Ah, oh, could well be. Could well be. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Now going back onto the topic that I keep wandering off. Yeah, the new editor doesn't have a mouse point cursor, and you can't trace on it. But it's really good just for getting pages up onto a, a server straight away and I think Edit Tf could perhaps link in the same way and at the beginning dialogue page there is actually a gateway where you can actually select which editor you want to use, either Edit Tf or or ZX. So um I wouldn't say it's a competitor, I would say it's yet another thing to help us on our way.
1: Okay, yeah. So it's just another addition to the army of teletext editors of two teletext editors that we have now. The growing collection... Well, three, actually, because we've got edit.tf, we've got Wxted, and this new one.
0: I do have a, a URL for it, but it looks a bit top-secret. So what we'll do is we'll publish that in the notes, because I know it's in beta testing, and Alistair's sitting at home with his Raspberry Pi, viewing all the visits, with a gun. And um, <laughs> if, if 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 the wrong people are there, he, he fires it in the air and gets very upset. But uh, it is... Um, Very much a thing, and the Block Party editing server should be working with no faults at all come the end of February. Okay, well, I should
1: hope it would because the Teletext Block Party, the next one, February 2017, is happening on the 25th and the 26th of February, and as we speak, that is a little over a week away. Carl, are you going to be there? I'm going to be there. Mr. Dan Ferryman, that's me, is going to be there. But will you, Carlos, be there?
0: Well, I will be there. I'll be there this Saturday, so that would be cool. I'll be there, but uh, what I want to know is Hacker T-Dog, will he be coming? Good question. Shall we ask him? Yes, yes, this last Hacker. See if he'd come along.
1: Hacker, Hacker, are you coming? Yes, Cockers, I'm coming to the Teletext Festival.
0: Thanks for that. I loved your Mastermind performance as well. The lip-syncing thing was really good.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much, Cocker. Yeah, Cocker, I love that. That's great. (laughs) I've been working on my my (laughs) lip-syncing.
0: I've been working on my (laughs) axe-syncing.
2: By the way, that
0: sounds nothing like Hacker, I'm sure. What, me or you? (laughs) Both. What about Arnold Schwarzenegger doing hacker? Uh, cockers, how are you?
1: <laughs> get oh, da- H- hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, get down to the Teletext Festival of the 25th and 26th of February 2017 at the Center for Computing History in Cambridge. Uh, go, or else you will be terminated. you uh.
0: Well, thank you very much. The newcomer to the acting scene, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I believe he's from Austria. That's very good. Thank you very much, dear Arnold. Uh, So, (laughs) in other news, then, the obituary corner. Um, Have we got to lament any new Teletext services that have passed away since our last chinwag? Well, Carl, sadly,
1: this is becoming the most populous part of this podcast with every passing edition. In fact, you could say it's rapidly replacing Teletext news... But, Belgian service VRT broadcast its final news snippets on the 31st of May 2016. Pages remained in place until the end of 2016, after which they were removed. Didier Stevens on Twitter says, For 30 plus years, I read teletext. Today, the Flemish television VRT pulled the plug." Dave Mesterdach says And now, the end is near and so I face the final headline R.I.P. Teletext And Micah V. Coppinol says Bye-bye Teletext I'll keep you in my memories
0: Yeah, what about Nostext as well? Have we lost the Norwegian one? That is a tag und farewell Nostext, which is a goodbye and farewell in Norsk. So that was a bitry corner. So mm-hmm. we've lost two more Teletext services. At uh, least, at the, least. At least, because Racing UK is finally no more. That's right. That's the very last British Teletext service that was running on radio waves. So, yes, we invented it and we no longer use it. So, congratulations to us. <laughs> yes. As of, I think it was the second week in January
1: 2017, the last ever British public teletext service, apart from T-Fax. ...was switched off. The less traditional teletech service, which ran on the cable channel, which you could only get through your Virgin Media or Skybox, I think. I'm not sure. I'm not rich enough to own such a thing, so I I haven't been able to access that for a good few years. What was that, then?
0: What was that? What was that, (laughs) What You you can't afford Sky or Virgin?
1: (laughs) Unfortunately... I have been unable to afford any sort of television subscription in the last three years. So, I have been totally unable to access Teletext.
0: Oh well, fair enough.
1: Well, I do know that some Teletext services are streamable online, but I'm of the opinion that Teletext is most at home on the television. If it's not on the television, it's kind of not really real teletext, as far as I'm concerned. I'm a teletext snob! I'm a teletext snob, Carl. I am coming out today and saying, ladies and gentlemen, I am indeed a teletext
0: purist. Ah, you'll only drink the finest liquor from an oak barrel, of course. So... Yeah, it's amazing what you say about the streaming because we did have a tweet from Craig Grinnell on Twitter who went to Mr Biffo. Oh, look, T-Fax on the Apple TV. And that was courtesy of at Men's, uh text TV. So what am I trying to say there? I think I'm trying to say that he managed to get T-Fax running on Apple TV which is quite a, a feat, I guess. I don't have a, a an apple or or a pear or anything like that. The raspberry, the raspberry pie, obviously. But, yeah, that was quite a thing. And I remember sharing this to the Teletext page, and it, it reached, uh, like, 459 people. And now normally it reaches, like, three or four people when I put something on that page. So it obviously was of some uh, big relevance to people. So it's nice to see it's all getting out there. I've got a big appeal, really, to people who know how uh, Wikipedia works. And that is, it would be nice if someone could uh, be a little bit of a shit, really, and get onto the Wikipedia and put a bit of alternative facts on there, if I'm not being too forward, but to get T-facts on there to say that Britain still does have a teletech service, but it can be accessed via virtual onlineness. Right. You might open a
1: can of worms there, because when I was younger, when I was a young geek at university... I was a little bit obsessed with wikis, and I was an admin on at least two wikis. I did submit a few articles to Wikipedia, but it was too straight-laced, so I I leant towards the humour wikis generally. But I can say that TFAX, because it has garnered lots and lots of coverage in the national news, it may well be worthy of an addition to the article. So if somebody out there is listening to this and fancies just adding a sentence to the Wikipedia article, I would be very, very surprised if it were to be removed, because it's there, it's out there on BBC News, The Guardian, all of those other places reported on it, specifically on Tfax. So, yeah, it could be added, definitely. Does it warrant its own page? Possibly not. You might have to speak with the higher-ups at Wiki about that.
0: I'd say it's got providence to get mentioned in the same breath as broadcast teletext, but I think we'll just have to push the boundaries on that one and see who gets knocked off with that. So, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know how that sort of thing works, but if anybody does know how it works, that would be quite cool, I think. I've often seen football players that haven't even signed for clubs all of a sudden get on a football club's particular Wikipedia page, which sort of then becomes um, fake news, which is a (laughs) lot in in press at the time of recording. So, uh, yeah, we don't want to... Yes.
1: Carl, I was writing fake news ten years ago.
0: <laughs> no. You, what, yes. 10, ten years ago? Yeah. My God, you, you've you just made that up.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely not. Back when Donald Trump was just a twinkle in his... Well, I don't know, that's not going to work, is it?
0: <laughs> well, I reckon that he's going to sign an executive order to make 405 NTSC the standard television broadcast standard around the world. <laughs> No, I could never, ever, ever support Trump. And I'll
1: tell you why. Why? Because he is orange. Oh, and what don't you like? Orange. Ah. This is the fruits section of the Teletext Star podcast, yep. ladies and gentlemen. Okay. We've had yes. apple, we've had the raspberry pie, and now we've got the orange. Is this Indeed. the fruits edition? The fruit basket edition. <laughs>
0: Well, we've got a couple of fruit loops here doing the recording and um just a big shout out to everyone who's been waiting for us to record some more Diatribe. I hope you're happy now <laughs> So that'd be quite cool to have. But yes, we got we got Fruit Corner, we we've covered everything <laughs> <Yeah>. Fruit Corner. <laughs> fruit Corner <laughs> Oh dear, I just need to go off and get Mullard now. <laughs> oh no no that's, that's good. That's yes. brilliant. Oh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll go to the foot of my stairs. Ah, oh, mm. so, yes. Well, so. well, I'll go
1: to the foot of my stairs. Oh, Cockers.
0: Ah, wow. oh, Cockers. That's great. Absolutely marvellous. I don't know. Whatever he said. Sounds like Bernard Manning. So, what's coming up then? We've discussed the uh, forthcoming Block Party, so what's going to be happening there? Because at one point it was going to be two venues simultaneously, Mm -hmm. but that's now changed. Can you fill us in, in the words of Craig David? (laughs) I
1: absolutely can fill you in, Mr Craig David. Yes, originally there were going to be two separate events, Block Party North and Block Party South, running on the same weekend of the 25th and the 26th of Feb. However, we have decided to merge those two events now in favour of possibly, and this is something I'm looking into for later in the year, hosting a separate Wigan block party. So that means you guys out there get to visit two block parties if you so wish. I mean, what what we could do is have two at the same time.
0: But then, how would you visit both? That would dilute and split all the people. I mean, you'd only have a 1,000 people at each venue, (laughs) clearly... (laughs)
1: Precisely. But also because I have some big plans afoot. Now, probably what will happen is I'll listen back to this podcast in six months' time and say, oh, none of those plans came to fruition. Came to fruition! There we go! Fruition! None of those plans came to fruition on this Fruit Basket Edition. So this fruition corner. Fruition corner. But... Seriously, guys, I'm looking into the possibility of hosting a Teletext festival here in Wigan. And it won't just be the block party, it'll be a series of events across various different venues. And I'm currently in talks to try and get some funding to make that happen. And if not, we've got to do something anyway here in Wigan,
0: I would say. Mm-hmm. well I'll be coming up I'll be getting the uh, Clacton to Wigan train for that one I reckon come up and support you on that uh, why thank before.
1: you that
0: would be brilliant
1: thank you Carl and I would appreciate if all you guys out there would keep an eye out on the Facebook group is it facebook.com slash groups slash teletext group yes my, I think it is my word
0: that's, that's brilliantly 10 out of 10 for a perfect recital there that's brilliant yeah, yeah I, I even struggle to remember my own name <laughs> Well,
1: keep your keep your eye on said Facebook group, because I'll post updates about how that's going. So all those people who wanted to come to the Wigan event and are slightly disappointed, don't be, because there's going to be something even bigger and even better
0: later in the year. Yeah, because if that's what you want, that's what'll happen. <laughs> well, if today's podcast is brought to you by fruit, clearly the number that this show is brought to you by, is the number 500, Dan. And why would that be, Mr Carlos? Because yesterday, we struck our 500th, we didn't strike anybody, the group struck its 500th member, which is really good. For the two and a half years it's been going, and it's been absolutely brilliant. So yesterday we did everything 500 themed, and we had a few people make 500 page 500 pages, and very nice contributions on that. And uh, it was just really nice. So um, we put a screen up there, thanking everybody for all their joining and stuff. God knows how many people have muted us from their timeline feed, but uh, (laughs) you know, they're still with us, which is nice. So all day yesterday I was just like bricking it that my computer wouldn't just show that we'd gone down to 499 members or or lower Uh, so thanks everyone for that so yes this show is brought to you by the number 500 which is absolutely marvelous yeah so we're coming on to any illustrious guests that we've got coming up on the cambridge block party 2017 and a half at all
1: yes we do as a matter of fact carl how did you know that how did you know that we have Raquel Myers coming over from Sweden just for this event? How did you know that, Carl?
0: That's quite incredible. So is this Raquel Thread of Fate Myers, and the Brutalist Art fan which tours all over Europe? Is this the same one? Yes. Excellent. I'm really looking forward to meeting her. It'll be really good to get down there and all say hello, because the the uh, Petsky work that she does is absolutely, well, it's mesmerising. It's one of them offshoots from the teletext, or it could be the teletext is an offshoot of uh, Petski to um, mm. to Raquel. It's really nice, and it, it's a good way of seeing, you know, a different perspective. And <clears throat> the strange thing is that you can really see... A sort of like a European influence on her work, what with her being from Europe and all that, of course, but you can really see a, a different slant, and it was some of the things that I was looking at when we were judging the ITAF work. You could see you could see accents on some of the stuff that was being made by some of these artists, and, yeah, it's a similar, similar vein with Raquel's work. So um, when you guys have finished listening to this, you'd want to just do a Google of her work, because it'd be really cool to see her.
1: The interesting thing about Petsky to me, I've not really explored it yet because prior to the last couple of years, I believe that Petsky was a Russian dog. However, I'm going to find out more about it at the Teletext Fest and report back. And it's no doubt not that. It's no doubt it's something like teletext.
0: <laughs> well, oh, you you could yeah, it could actually be that Petsky was actually um, a, a yogurt for 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 dogs. It could be. Oh dear, we've booked to the wrong person, haven't we? <laughs> Not at all right so on on with on with things now uh, uh, other, uh, other people other, other people, people I'll, I'll I'll be doing stand up, obviously, <laughs> I'll be doing stand up for for, for for seven hours, uh, which will, will always be quite handy for everybody, uh, so yeah, they'll nowhere to avoid for that. yeah, so yeah, who else of, of note are we having? Tell me that we're having a digital archaeologist or two.
1: Yes, of course, we've got Jason Robertson, who's our resident teletext archaeologist. In case you didn't know, he takes donations of tapes, but I don't think at the moment, because his loft is absolutely jam-packed full of them. He still needs to go through these tapes and recover the teletext from them. Because, yes indeed, he has the technology, or we have the technology, to see what teletext was recorded onto those tapes. Mm. and Jason Robertson is going to be at the Teletext Fest to give a brief talk on the history of Teletext art with a person who's sitting not very far away from me right now. In fact, he's me. <laughs> Dan Farrimond is going to be helping him.
0: Oh, so, hello there, Dan. Um, how are hello. you?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm fine, thank you very much, Mr. Carl.
0: Oh that's brilliant I've never introduced myself as a third person like yourself before that's absolutely incredible (laughs) Uh, yeah so yeah that'd be quite good and I know that the last presentations that you did for the October Block Party 16 they were the real surprise package of the whole evening because a lot of people let's be honest they came down they they wanted to get their seats early for the uh, Mr Biffo thing in in the evening but Mm. a lot of people got more than what they bargained for with the talks that we had which were like nicely he segued with jason's presentations and speaking to him in the car park when he was like filling up his spare tire well with tapes that he was given for that day really, really <laughs> looking forward to explaining that one to the missus i'm sure but um yeah he was he was he was saying that he sort of surprised himself with how well he presented and, and he shouldn't have been it was never in doubt from day one I, I obviously don't know what he does in his day job but there's a certain skill that he's got he can get his point across in in less sentences than i can that's for sure and uh, he, he does he Does really well with it. So I'll be looking forward to seeing that again now that I'm not running across to Cambridge actually booking the hotel room that I booked six months bloody prior travelling. Thank you very much.
1: Oh yes, I believe there was a problem, wasn't there? At the hotel's end regarding that. But we won't go into it. Let's not go into the negative points of the block party.
0: Well, when they did give us a room then I thought they gave me a complimentary set of pyjamas. And then we realised that they gave us the keys to a room that was already occupied. (laughs)
1: Oh dear This is a bit like my story about the pornography shop Isn't
0: it (laughs) Well it could have been Because if you see the complimentary underwear they left on the floor for me It was absolutely amazing (laughs) Oh dear It was like walking through Marks and Spencer's On the cusp of puberty
1: (laughs) (laughs) Snap, snap Exactly the same with the London block party I can (laughs) see
0: Well, avid listeners would already know that they'll have to refer back to a previous episode of the time when Dan actually pretended not to go porn shopping in North London. Yes, that's uh, one (laughs) to look out for there.
1: (laughs) I highly recommend that particular pornography shop. It's not far from Euston Station, maybe about two or three minutes' walk along the road. But take Mm. a look for it, if it's still there. (laughs) And pop in and say, Dan from the Teletext podcast sent you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, I think that would be really worthwhile. That'd be really good. I go. Oh, Dan, yeah, he's uh, he's eight minutes oh, ahead yeah. in Wigan. He always did arrive too early. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> see, well done there. That's very good. So that's absolutely great. That's marvellous. There was other thing that I want to bring up, and that was a pledge to our listeners that we won't leave the podcasts so long, and when we record them, we won't do them too long. We're going to keep these podcasts a little bit shorter than the last ones. We've had a bit of feedback about the audio quality, which is my fault because I record this on vinyl on the back of a hippo. Dan tries his best with everything that he does with splicing it all together and all that. But yeah, we're going to leave them less than three hours long now. Yes, of
1: course. Oh dear, oh dear. Looking back, some of those really should have been split up into two parts. And basically, we're just wasting your time right now by saying this. We're wasting valuable, valuable time which could be taken up talking about Donald Trump and oranges.
0: Well, I think we've had to say all we need to say about oranges. You don't like orange and at Wigan Steam on that window, it's got (laughs) Wigan Steam on it and it's got your name in orange on it. So how does one get their name on a window in Wigan? In orange? Yes.
1: (laughs) Well, somebody at Wigan Steam knew me far too well. They had a very mischievous sense of humour when they said, oh Dan, we could get your name in the window. I said, cool, yeah, let's go for it. But, of course, they had to get the name in orange, didn't they? So, if you pass the Wigan Steam Hub on Library Street in Wigan, take a look for it, it says, Wigan Steam in white, then underneath, Dan Faramond, retro digital artist, in my favourite colour. Orange. (laughs) Orange.
0: can make a man of you. Could make a man of you. Uh, man of you. Uh, so, what is going on with the International Text Festival? Can you tell me, Dan? Can you tell me? I need to know. And you didn't know about this, I just wanted to throw this one in.
1: It's a fair question. It's a very, very fair question. Because I have been asked this question by so many people that really, really enjoyed the Teletext Festival. Fix C, as far as I know, who've been running the event for the last three or four years, it took a break last year. We tried to get Fix C to bring it back for this year, didn't we? Mm. And unfortunately, in that particular incarnation... I'm not sure what the future is for that. You would have to address Fixie directly. Fixie are a video artists cooperative based in Finland mm. actually. Teletext is still quite big in Finland, but not quite as big as it was in 2012 when they initiated the festival. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's not continued in 2015 and 16. Mm. Yeah. No, in 2016 the last year was 2015. However, do not be disheartened, because there are other teletext art things going on that are broadly similar, they're not quite the same. We've got the stuff that ARD Text are doing, ARD Text in Germany. They've got the continued teletext art projects, and I'm 100% sure that more will appear on their service in 2017. Ah, uh, good. Uh, sehr good. And on top of that, speaking of ARD Text, to use the English name... This is a big announcement actually. This is the first time this has been mentioned anywhere, publicly. But, ladies and gentlemen, if you head on down to the Teletext Festival at the end of this month, you will be able to make some Teletext pages. But you might think that's where the Teletext pages stay, just in Cambridge. Well, there you are wrong, my friend! Because Odd Text in Germany have very very kindly and graciously offered to screen the winning entries from our block party competition so
0: if you come yes wow so you're telling me you're telling me i can rock up there make my own page and if it's any good it might end up on a deutsche Fernsehen. is that what you're telling me yeah that is correct Ah, excellent. That's really good. Because I was going to say, because I didn't know about that, because that was an exclusive. I don't have any exclusive music. I've still only got this. But what I was <laughs> going to say was you could do a similar competition. May not be international teddy text, but it could be the Galactic Teletext competition. It could be like WCW was to WWF before they all Mm. joined up. But we could use perhaps some of this server stuff that we're playing with for the block parties if people were kind enough to run a particular flavor of that where people all over the world could submit their candidate for, you know, Teletext page of the year, perhaps we could use existing technology for that, display them on T-Fax, and get the winning mm-hmm. ones on uh, ARD, as what you uh, said previously. So that sort of dovetailed really nicely into what my machinations were.
1: Okay, yeah, why not? Mm. I'll have a word with text and see if we can sort something out. Mm-hmm. And even if that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure some sort of collaboration will happen at some point in the future, without giving away too much at this point,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it sounds like if we play our cards right, there'll be a lot more uh, UK influence still in, into Teletext as well, which would be, would be good. good. Excellent stuff. Yeah.
1: I, I think we should stay on the topic of art yes. Text because... Towards the back end of last year, you might have noticed on my Twitter feed quite a lot of new teletext art. Because usually I don't post my new teletext stuff on Twitter. And the reason for that is because I'm usually doing stuff for clients, and they don't like it when you go posting. However, brilliantly and fantastically and wonderfully, and all those great words, RR Day Text invited me to be the first artist-in-residence at the service at the RR Day Teletech service.
0: Yes. It was just a great coup to have an artist in residence to bring out that sort of work. It was just really good. It was uh, nice to see, and it was nice to me, because yes. I thought I knew someone famous.
1: Yeah, well, no. You thought you knew someone famous, but... There's no way that I'm famous. I'm teletext famous in the same way that some people are internet famous. But what does that really mean? Nobody says, hey, you're that Dan Farriman bloke of R.O. aren't you? Only in German, of course, because... (laughs) You know, it was only broadcast in Germany. Ah,
0: uh, yes, but I got it on my mobile phone. On my text video app, I was able to tune in as per any other German or Austrian citizen and get, get their model. Now, while we're on the subjects of Austrian, a good friend of ours, good friend of Teletext, and a friend of mine in my various retro projects, uh, George Fusch, he does an online publication was printed called low tech um i guess sixty four fear and Swansea, uh Zexig, fear Zexig. but he does a um online publication and he's interviewing for the summer edition yourself. Peter and Jason. So, any of our German listeners or, or anybody who would be wanting to read that PDF and bung it into translate to get it back into English again, we'll let you know when that's on the radar. We'll post that out on our regular outlets because that's quite interesting. Again, there's so much interest for Teletext still in Central and Southern Europe. It's just absolutely incredible. It seems to be sort of linked with Commodore 64 use for some inexplicable reason. <laughs>
1: So, going back to our, uh, day text, yes. for a brief second, though. They invited me to be the first artist in residence. I believe there may be another one this year. Keep your eyes out for that. However, there was an additional project that they invited me back to do. Now, this is the fulfillment of a long-standing dream. If you remember a few years back on... Teletext Forty, which was the exclusively online teletext service. The world's first exclusively online teletext service even. Mm-hmm. We had each December the Teletext Advent Calendar. Yes. And yes, and I suggested this idea to our uh, who thought it was a cracking idea and decided to run one on their own service. Now it just so transpired that 2016 was the year of the Teletext Advent Calendar. It was the year the Teletext Advent Calendar made a big comeback. Mm. Massively. Counting on Twitter, there were at least four or five, because you had the R.O. Day text one, obviously. Mm-hmm. We had Mr. Biffo's Advent Calendar yes. that he ran on Digitize 2000. Mm-hmm. We had Steve Horsley's Teletext Advent Calendar mm-hmm. that he ran on his Twitter account. Mm-hmm. We had the... Retro
0: Asylum. Retro-
1: Yes, we had the Retro Asylum Advent Calendar. And we also had, I believe it was the YLE text Advent Calendar. If not YLE, then it was definitely one of the services in Finland.
0: Ah, excellent. And we also had Jason's Digital Archaeology. He was actually resurrecting one from the early 80s, which was quite odd because I think it had a witch fly across it at some point.
1: Yeah, I don't know what on earth that
0: has to do with Christmas. Mm, Acid. Acid, I think. Acid! (laughs) Acid! It has a lot to do with Christmas if you're on acid. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, in fact, the advent of advent calendars in the Teletext, really. It was um, absolutely... And what what was that mainly down to? I know that the guys at Retro Asylum, big hello to them. No doubt they will promote us to death now that I've said hello to them. Well, you never know. It's just a plug. But I, I enjoyed their calendars because they were clearly using a Teletext editor. It might have been Edit TF or something similar. But it was mm-hmm. it was nice because they weren't using all the, all the cheats and... The tips and the tricks that I use, they were actually using it very genuinely how one would be using it if they picked it out for the first time. And they got some really quite good retro gaming puns in on theirs that were really quite good. Things that I wouldn't do because I'd just be dropping pictures in all the time and all that. So yeah, that was really good. Really enjoyed that and uh, enjoyed all the others there. I mean, Steve Horsley's one in my opinion, one of the best artists to grace Teletext and watching some of his how-to videos which I had run in at the uh, Teletext Fest he could just make a blob of red and just nibble it out to make it look like a spaceship out of Red Dwarf and a lot of the other screens he's been doing as well. Absolutely brilliant. The George Michael one, the, uh, you know, he's been doing a couple of Cylon ones and he's basically loads of stuff and I know he's taking donations now for some of his work as well you've got to seek him out he's normally on the Teletext group page but he also has a separate album as well so um have a go at that because absolutely incredible and he's somebody who's rediscovered Teletext really and we didn't realize how poor we were for not to have somebody like him about all the time
1: yeah if you visit yes, you can see all of Steve's fantastic artwork, and he is currently taking commissions. So if you want your avatar or cat, dog, fruit basket done in Teletext,
0: send a picture to him, and he will do it for you. Yeah, he does commissions, and I did see he did a very good likeness of uh, Peter Kwan. He does some really good ones. I would ask him to do one of me when he's made his first million out of it. Yeah, he's just really good. There's another guy, Oliver Frey, who did the Crash Covers and the Zap64 covers yes. and things like that. And he does something very similar, obviously, for Underpen. But I think, Steve, he's the Teddy Tex equivalent. It's just an absolute revelation that the guy's been about and he's been able to contribute.
1: Yes. I personally found it absolutely wonderful ...that Steve has come back to teletext editing. And we coaxed him into it, basically. He realised that there was this little community happening... ...of teletext artists and teletextists, general teletextists. And he's embraced it with open arms again. You can actually go back and listen to a previous edition of this podcast. Look for the Artists Panel with Steve Harsley and Paul Rose... And you can listen to those guys talking for an hour and a half about the different techniques, etc. in teletext art. But yeah, it's absolutely brilliant that Steve has come back and embraced our community. Thank you, Steve.
0: No, thank you very much, mate. Anyway, that's enough of blowing smoke up his ass. What else have we got on the show? I don't know. (laughs) Is there anything else? No, I think that's probably covered a lot of it. Really, I think we. What about feedback? Do we have any we feedback? Have any... Oh, I haven't got any feedback. <laughs> we we probably did, and people probably gave up. I don't know. Um, but the only feedback that we had was we had a few people going, "It's about time you did another podcast," which was which was <laughs> feedback, I guess. But that's about it. What we will try and do because both Dan and I were destined not to meet at this Teletext Fest because it was going to be held at the two venues as discussed previously. I don't know what your thoughts are, Dan, but if we took a little recorder up there and we just did a 10-minute special and perhaps we did a tour or something, you know we'd do an ad hoc podcast up there and and speak to a couple of people up there and, and, and get them mentioned in the next podcast, maybe.
1: Absolutely, and one thing I'm thinking about doing if I get time at the Teletext Fest on one of the days I'm going to come around and ask if I can record little snippets of your voices with your memories of Teletext I'm not sure what I'm going to do with these we may stick these in a future podcast so you can listen Ah. out for yourself or we may use them to make some sort of audio documentary I don't know about the history of Teletext One thing I will say is that Is anybody out there a professional videographer or a filmmaker? Because one thing that this scene is crying out for is some sort of documentary or film to document what's going on, tied in with the history of Teletext. Mm. Because, as far as I know, well, there have been Teletext documentaries because these are now available on YouTube, courtesy Mort Smith.
0: Yes, Mort. Hello.
1: Yes. Yes, the first ever... Salaried employee of a teletext service, aka Cfex, and Peter Kwan has uploaded these videos that were very, very kindly donated to us by Mort. You can go and watch those is here and a bunch of other CFX news stories. But what we need is something for 2017, for this new age of
0: teletext. Looking back at those old days of teletext, but in the context of now, mm. the burgeoning subculture that's actually come up from the back of it. Yeah, hello to Mort, a true gentleman. He was a great speaker as well. So, again, if you've not heard his panel, thing go back and listen to it, please. Yeah, he's a really, really good bloke, and and again, somebody who was there waiting to tell somebody about his passion for teletext. But had no one to tell about it until all of us started listening to this and joining this, that and the other and making that. So again, this is why the feedback's needed. But yeah, a filmmaker would be absolutely brilliant because we could start documenting where is this dying format in 2017 and and beyond now while we're on the subject of filming and found footage we ought to give a plug really to um, big friend of the teletext movement paul rose aka mr biffo who has managed to hit his target on his crowdfunding to do more found footage of what he premiered at the last block party in cambridge dan
1: yes indeed found footage is Go, 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 and it's basically, as you say, a beefed up version of what you've seen at the block party, which was massively popular, but also a little bit crowd-splitting in a way, because for every person that loved it, there's a person that said, that was absolutely insane but I loved it
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely amazed with that and it's not often you get an I was there moment but yeah it was, it was really good just to see that <laughs> and, and to see everybody else's reaction the same time that, that, the, that yeah, the, yeah. you know that we, we saw it as well and he based a lot of his characters on the teletext characters that he had in Digitizer as well and I think that went on really with a good a plume and the quiz show was very good as well which I'm on YouTube for um, looking quite <laughs> bewildered and, and fairly drunk. And, uh, Carl, yeah, Carl, I, Carl, I hold that. on, hold on. Yes, yes.
1: Do the binary joke. Do it. You didn't get the chance to do it, did you? At
0: the panel. Oh, Come on, yeah, do the binary joke. Oh,
1: you I, forgotten you to... Oh, I've put <laughs> him on the spot now. He's forgotten it.
0: Oh, oh yeah, no, no. It, it, it was... Um... The scores had to be one zero one zero for the binary joke to work, <laughs> and the chart would go one zero one zero to the binary, or something like that but yeah it was um <laughs> it was really, really crap <laughs> it was a crap joke, but Mr. Rose was looking forward to it that's for sure. <laughs>
1: Well, we can retrospectively take the video and digitally edit it so that the scores were <laughs> one zero one zero, and then we could dub in what you just said. Oh, I know top. what I was
0: going to do now. Yeah, it was the scores because they had a flip chart. It was going to be if it was one all, it would show zero one zero one, so that would be one plus three to make four. So I, when it would show one one or o oh, one o oh, one, one, I'd be shouting out. Four nil to the binary like that, you see, and 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 <laughs> that would have been funny.
1: Yeah, one person at the back would have gone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, well, he's still
2: there.
0: He's still there. He's still waiting. Uh, so yeah, that was really good, and of course, being up there with sort of like web superstars and all that, and they they just they were just willing me on to do well as well. <laughs> so, at one guys, point, I, th- I think at one point I said, Cole can you stop doing that, please?" <laughs> Whatever it was I was really? doing. Really? So. Who yeah, said yeah. that? Um, Who said that to you? I I can't remember now. I can't remember. It was, it was done in a nice way. I think it was because I was uh, I was going to start cheating at everything, and um, I was remind I was reminded of my conduct. well ladies and gentlemen that was another Teletextile podcast brought to you by Dan the man Faramons and Carlos that other Carl Atral we hope you enjoyed that we hope to see you at the Block Party festival next week (laughs) and we hope to see you again very soon we really want your feedback on everything that we spoke about today and uh, we'll catch up with you later on does that work? Yes. (laughs)
1: Yeah, fantastically. Even better than I would have ever hoped. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another Teletext R podcast brought to you by Mr. Carlos Atrell and Dan Farramund. Next time, we'll be back After the Block Party 2017. And we'll update you on what's been happening
0: there. (laughs) Anyway,
1: I'm outstaying my welcome here. So,
0: sayonara. Sayonara, Dan. Remember, keep it blocky.